0: inspired, informative, and entertaining. This broadcast is brought to you by Women in Christian Leadership. Welcome to It's Her Story, a weekly broadcast featuring women who inspire us to be the best versions of ourselves, bringing the heart, the soul, and the brilliance of women to the forefront by sharing their unique stories. I'm your host, Karen Colonna, engaging guests to share their stories of how God has led them to it, delivered them through it. And prepared them for it. Last week, we heard from our founder, Jeannie Porter, as we replayed our second episode. And this week, we're going to share with you Deborah Geisels. She was our episode six, and she talked to us about how through learning to learn, she learned to teach. She had a hidden gift from God in an understanding and ability to read and to convey the Word the Bible, I think I've shared before, when we are in different meetings and Deborah is talking, she orates it as if she's talking to you about breakfast or lunch, when in fact she is reading the word of God with such a clarity that it makes those very big, powerful words very easy to understand and applicable to real life. When she shares about the challenges she faced in identifying this gift, it made me think of Romans 12, 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith. As we focus this month also on our virtuous and spiritual gifts, we have to realize that they're going to come in a different form for everyone. Sometimes what may appear as a challenge is a gift in disguise. God just hasn't let us know yet how he intends to use that knowledge, that experience, to serve others and to serve him. So I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Deborah, and walk away with maybe a way to look inside yourself, something that you've been challenged by or something that you've had to overcome. Maybe it's already turned into a gift, a way for you to serve, maybe it's yet to come and maybe we just keep our eyes open and look at things a little differently. So enjoy my conversation with Deborah. Well, hello everybody, welcome back. Uh, today to join us for this episode of It's Her Story. Today I have Deborah Geisels and she is going to tell us a story um, about how in learning to learn, she learned to teach. Deborah has been the executive vice president of Millennium Metals, a service center of metal and industrial plastics, a faith-based company that she started with her husband, Tim. In which they work together to communicate and implement the organization's vision, mission, and overall strategic direction as a ministry that reaches people who may not seek God in a church, but through everyday business. Deborah is a co-author of Success Powered by Relationships and the inspiration behind the book, The Warrior's Heart by Dan Cherie. You know what? Debra has a lot to share and a lot of experience and so we're going to jump right in today. Hello Debra.
1: Welcome, morning Karen. How are you?
0: I am doing well. The sun is shining here in Dayton, Ohio and Yay. I get to spend an hour with you so all is right in the world. Oh so good to be here. Thank you. Well, Deborah is one of our advisory board members for "It's Her Story," so she's been a part of the birthing of this endeavor, and uh, and I'm excited to have her as a part of the podcast to share her journey. And we're just going to jump right in. And to start us off, Deborah, why don't you tell us a little bit about Little Debbie, not the <laughs> snack cake, but um, the Debbie who faced her first challenges in learning that would lead her to the teacher she is today.
1: Well, Karen, I, um, I'm the oldest of two kids. We grew up in a little rural country, um, um, home in, and in Michigan. And I struggled in school a lot. I struggled a lot. Even in um, kindergarten, first grade, you're starting to write your name. I could not write my name. I D E B B I E sounds really easy to write. But I could not get my name and I'd get my papers wrong because I couldn't spell my name right. My poor dad would sit there every night after school like, how can you not write your name? <laughs> and he'd put a little um, TV tray in the kitchen and I'd sit at that and I would write and write my name and I'd get it and he'd give me a new piece of paper and I couldn't spell Debbie. Um, I struggled with tests. I couldn't remember to... Oh, The definitions of words. I struggled to um, write papers. My parents even had my eyes checked thinking maybe I had something wrong with my eyes. So I went to the doctor. I had tutors. I took all kinds of remedial classes. I even tried sleeping on my books, praying that I would get it by osmosis. (laughs) It never worked. I still had really poor grades all through elementary school and high school. The best I could do were C's and D's. And I think that's only because my grade point average was brought up from choir and gym (laughs) because those I could get A's in. But the academics, man, I just struggled. I want them to see how I have so little in me to make the accomplishments that I've made. I failed college twice. I barely got through high school with C's and D's. And yet God has used me to be a teacher of all things. I'm dyslexic. So reading is horrible. And I spend probably 20 to 30 hours a week studying because of what God has done in me. The story I wanna to share today is how I don't really have what it takes to be a teacher or to write books or to become the, a business owner. Or th- I mean, I've, I've started three businesses. I've written multiple curriculums, you know, But it doesn't come from me. And I want to prove that today in my story of all the years of education from third grade, not being able to write my own name, you know, and getting marks on my paper because I didn't spell my name right to, um, my name is Debbie. In in school, I had to write Debbie. Thank God for cursive, because D's and Bs are horrible for those with dyslexia. I mean, they're horrible. My mom tried every which way. I, I would sit for hours in the kitchen at the card t- at a TV tray, writing my name. And I would write it right sometimes and then take a the next page and I couldn't write it. And my dad almost pulled his hair out. He was like, how can you not spell D-E-B-B-I-E? You just did. It looked the same to me. But I don't necessarily want to talk about being dyslexic. Um, just that I struggled so much to learn. And-, and how some people love the thrill of bungee jumping and my thrill my adrenaline rush is is watching somebody get a truth from God. But I couldn't remember how to do my spelling list in third grade, but I could tell you verses, and 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 so your brain was hardwired to God. It was. It truly. It truly is. And so all those classes that I took in college trying to help me get through by the tutors and the, the remedial classes and the ADD classes because <laughs> they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Why can't this child learn? I learned to learn. But in learning to learn, I learned to teach. But the, the worst part came um, in college. I, I went away to um, a fine arts college, thought that was gonna be, oh man, I loved it living on campus, totally focused. And after the first um, semester, I was put on academic probation at a 1.5 GPA. I couldn't understand how that could be. I was handing in all my papers, and I was not running around campus. I was working really, really hard. So I got a probationary letter from the dean and said that I had to take these extra classes. So I did. I took all these classes. They taught me how to put a ball between my knees so I could concentrate better while listening and taking notes. I took less classes on how to take notes, how to listen, how to outline a a lecture. I realized I wasn't getting anywhere in a fine arts college. So I left and went home, lived at home because my parents were kind of frustrated at the money I had spent. Finally, after two semesters at the business college, I got that second letter from yet another college that came to tell me that no matter how hard I had tried, my grades were not good enough to receive any credits. Again. So after two colleges in four years, I had nothing to show for it. I was devastated. I was just devastated. So how did all of that,
0: I know you were frustrated because all of that time, all of that preparation, all of that extra work, what did that do
1: to your soul? I began to believe that I was stupid and I really had the grades to prove it. (laughs) And so there was a part of me that just started to feel like I didn't have, I didn't have what it takes to contribute. You know, I... And I didn't know why it wasn't for lack of effort. I worked really hard. I had, you know, I had really sought not only to work by myself, but I went for help. I, I asked, you know, other people, I got professionals and still I had nothing. nothing. So
0: was everything difficult for you to learn or were there certain things that
1: made it through that were easier for you, or was it just a struggle across the board? That's so funny you asked that, because there was a weirdness about this. I could study and study and fail a test, but I could read my Bible, and I would memorize the verses. I could, I was in Awanas, which was like a Girl Scouts um, for, for little Christian girls, And I could memorize those verses and I got my little trophies and I got my little thing. I could recite them. And I could not understand how I could take words out of the Bible, but I couldn't take them off a textbook. I could remember them and understand them out of the Bible, but they were like gibberish in a textbook. Isn't that weird?
0: Well, it, it's as if your brain was higher was hardwired to God. <laughs> I think I think you're right. <laughs> well, and and as we talk through where this challenging educational experience through your youth and through college, all of the times that we're supposed to be formed and fun, fundamentally groomed into our intellectual adulthood were a scarring experience for you, not just intellectually, but I'm sure emotionally, as you question, what is wrong with me?
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I, I had a friend who came to me and she, she was a professor at the first school that I had failed from. And she asked me if she could take my IQ Test that she was doing her thesis paper on IQ, and I'm like, no, I mean, no, like I don't want you to see that. Chances are your IQ test was way up here. Yes, and what she was doing, she begged me, and she was a dear friend, and and Lynn said, Deb, there are seven different types of intellect, and I want you to understand what your strength is, and. That was the first time I had hope that I wasn't ignorant, that I could learn. I just might not be able to learn in this manner. And that was, that was pretty incredible. That was such a gift that she gave to me.
0: So you found yourself um, having flunked out of college twice, Trying to grab onto the fact that you weren't
1: intellectually worthless. <laughs> and then you went for a run. Well, I got that. I got that second letter from the business college. And I remember putting my shoes on and heading down the railroad tracks, which were just behind our house. And I thought I am, I wasn't thinking you know, I, I was devastated. So I just got on those railroad tracks and, and Karen, you're a runner. You, I thought railroad tracks were level and that the tracks themselves were even paces. So I thought I can get on this track and I'm going to run. And I wanted to just basically run out of myself. I was, I was done and tripping. And finally I ran out of myself. I couldn't do that anymore. I eventually came to an exhausted heap. And through hot tears, just sobbing on those crooked old railroad tracks, I said, God, what good am I to you or to anyone? And that's when I heard in my heart him say, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made in perfect is made perfect in weakness therefore i will boast all the more gladly in my weakness because i remembered bible verses you know i i, I remembered bible verses and he, and he was saying that his power is going to be made perfect in weakness well Karen i had a weakness i had a weakness in learning and i thought okay god what does that mean? And the rest of that verse says, so that the power of Christ might rest in me. And I thought, okay, well, you know what, God, you can show up and show off in me because I've got a weakness here that is proven. I have report cards and I have letters from colleges and everybody knows my weakness. Now, this is it. (laughs) And if you want to show up and show off, this is my weakness. And um, that's kind of what he did.
0: Well, think about it. If we are not weak, then we have no need to lean into God. And that's exactly what he wants from us is to lean into him to ask for his help. And then he in turn will guide and use us for his glory. So in your weakness, and I love that verse. I love, love, love that verse. And I, I picture you running down the track. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, stop, you're going to fall. Um, <laughs> and you're also not going to really get anywhere because it just keeps going. But um, the metaphor for that is you can't run away. Yeah. And when you got to the point where you were done and you stopped, God just needed you to stop and be still so that he could tell you that there was grace in your weakness. And that was a turning point for you as you, as you learned that you could take that weakness and in turn use it as a gift to inform and educate others.
1: I, my adrenaline rush, you know, some people like jumping off buildings with bungee cords or, you know, doing ropes courses. For me, my adrenaline rush is when somebody gets the word of God that he has spoken into me and through me to somebody and it, they get it. You know, they, they understand God a little bit better and it It'll help their walk with him just a little bit. That to me is just, that is so cool. I get so excited about when people understand God a little bit better because he's showed me a way to teach them. I know how hard it is to learn and of the of all the things in life that we could learn, knowing our God is like top of the rung for me. And so to be able to help people understand God better cracks me up that in my weakness to learn, he made me a teacher. (laughs) I mean, that's just, that is just so God. And, and I love that phrase.
0: That is just so God,
1: Um, (laughs) but it's true. And so I think of that,
0: you've heard me talk about my insecurities in my scriptural spirituality amongst our advisory board members. For the audience, I am one of eight that Jeannie Porter, you've met Jeannie in a a previous episode when Jeannie created Women in Christian Leadership and brought the group of us together. This group of women is so divinely versed in God's word. You all speak it in a way that it does. It, I've shared it. It actually does intimidate me. And because I'm a newbie to scripture, I have been religious by trade my entire life. And I have come to learn a curiosity for the Bible and God's word just in the past two years, as my fiance stepped into my life and gave me the you version app. And I was like, wow, you could learn the Bible like one verse a day. So I really look at myself as a scriptural student. Like I'm the dummy. And, but I've learned and I've come to accept that I'm on my journey. This is my journey with God's word. Mm -hmm. Academics for me on the flip side was never a challenge. I didn't have to study. I was never, you know, I wasn't the Dean's list. Trust me, I had way too much fun in college and I got (laughs) one letter and it wasn't because I didn't know how to study. it's because I studied in a place that didn't have any books. So that was my journey. But it what came naturally to you, god, God literally puts into us the what He needs us to learn to be able to serve him. And he literally gave you the foundation of that at a young age. You went to camp. You learned, you retained your confidence in learning came through His word, which in turn, is what he has asked you to deliver. And he celebrated you, he made you a teacher. And now you give that gift through Bible study, through education. So talk a little bit about where we talked about little Debbie.
1: Let's talk about grown-up Debbie. Now she's Deborah. Yes. <laughs> and and um she would come out and people would be so. Foddled over it and I'm like, okay, but I know how to make this simple so that people can understand it. So I've written curriculums on how to do an inductive Bible study and to give people simple tools so that they can study the word of God for themselves using five simple tools. I've written curriculums that um, help women in marriage called the fine art of wifery. And Ooh, um, as, I, as
0: I look to my second marriage next year, <laughs> I, I
1: need to, I need to get a copy of that. <laughs> so I love, I love taking God's truths and, and laying them out so that others can understand him easily. And I love that. And I get really excited about that. But in, in doing all of that, one of the things that I have never forgotten that it is my weakness that he's been strong, that his power is made perfect in my weakness. And my weakness is in, in the academic learning of things. But in that, when I'm working through it with him, he helps me um, see how Jesus talked through parables, through word pictures, through the ability to see truth from a very basic perspective. How do you take that and make that simple? Well, because you do it like Jesus did. You know, and, and I realized that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, in Philippians 4.13, he says that. And I thought about Paul when he, when he wrote that. When I first heard that verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And knowing that God's grace is sufficient and gives me power in my weakness, I had to learn what that verse meant. And it wasn't that I keep striving and striving And when I get weak, he'll come up alongside me, but he gave me a picture of what it meant to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he gave me a picture of a, of a garden glove. Um, I'm a gardener. I like to trim and cut my roses. And if you've ever done that, you know, that roses have thorns. I would always get all cut up until I got some good garden gloves. I learned that, that I am the glove and with Jesus in me, when he puts me the glove on his hand, I can do all things because it's not me doing it. It's the hand that's in the glove that gets it done. And so I don't forget trying to learn and trying to be um, worth something. It's because I'm just the glove. And he's the hand that makes it happen. He's the one who does the work. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that he puts this glove on his hand every now and then and shows up and shows off because I love when he does a work in me and through me. And then I see that accomplished in other people's lives.
0: It's not lost on me as I hear you talk and to hear your journey to be a teacher, to be that facilitator, to be the glove, the things that God means for us come so easily. They're just natural. Yeah. When I have the opportunity to speak to an audience, the preparation is always there. But in that moment, I don't even hear the words coming out of my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) They're not mine. They're his. And what is said, just as in this conversation today, what is said is what he has meant to be heard, and we all have struggles, and I thank you for sharing yours from a fresh perspective for our listeners. We, we cover a lot of hard topics on It's Her Story, and you shared that a weakness is truly a gift from God and can lead the way to our purpose, and as we wrap up today, if folks would like to I don't know, participate in a Bible study led by Deborah. Hello, I'm raising my hand because I loved what you said about teaching people three things. I'm reading the Bible. I'm doing it in a year. I'm only on Exodus. I made it through Genesis. And I was really proud of that because that was a toughie. Um, And it's kind of cool because I have not done this as an adult. But if somebody would like to participate in a Bible study that you have led or how can people learn more or engage with you
1: as a teacher, Deborah? Well, that's kind of exciting. Um, we're going to make it really easy in the next um, couple of weeks, actually. It'll be on the um, Women in Christian Leadership website where you can go on and just click on some of the studies that I have done. And then we will also be putting on there an inductive study skills on how to study the Bible. So they'll be on the website at Women in. In christianleadership.com.
0: That is fantastic. And we are so excited as we watch the, the program and ministry of women in Christian leadership grow each and every day. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your talent and your gifts with us today and ongoing through women in Christian leadership. Thank
1: you, Karen. This was a pleasure.
0: I love hearing Deborah talk about scripture. I love hearing her speak as if it is flowing from her organically or as if the Holy Spirit is putting the words through her to come out so that we can understand in the simplest way the message God has for us. It is truly one of her spiritual gifts. And I pray for each of you that you are able to pause for a minute Maybe reflect a little on the spiritual gifts that God has given to you. They challenge you to step into them. It might be a little uncomfortable. You may not feel worthy, but I promise you, he's only given you those gifts and called you to use them because he knows for a fact that you can. We hope you'll be back next week and join us as we close out the month of July with a new episode of Leveraging the Power of How. And until then, may grace be yours. Thank you for listening to It's Her Story. I'm your host, Karen Colonna, bringing the heart, the soul, and the brilliance of women to the forefront through their unique stories. If you have a story that you'd like to share, if you'd like to learn more, visit us online at womeninchristianleadership.com. Subscribe so that you don't miss our brilliant lineup of guests. We hope that you'll join us next time for another episode of It's Her Story. Brought to you by Women in Christian Leadership, a Jeannie Porter production.